Hey friends, in today's episode, we're talking about three things that you're possibly doing or saying that are inadvertently causing conflict in your marriage. And I know that nobody loves conflict. So please stay tuned to dive into this conversation. And I also wanted to give a quick shout out to Phoebe. Although you weren't able to leave me a comment, you did send me an email and anytime anyone out there communicates with me, it just touches my heart. So I want to say thank you so much, Phoebe, for your email and for your kind words. And I really appreciate you listening. All right, let's get into today's show. Welcome to the business of inner peace. I'm your host, Erin Jean, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's pretend we're sitting in my living room enjoying a cup of coffee or tea and getting to know each other just a little better. That's what I love. I love getting to hear your story. I love feeling connected by the spirit of understanding that our stories bring. Today, I'm sharing some of my story, but I hope someday soon you'll be telling me yours. Listen, I know that you're feeling overwhelmed with life and nothing is exactly how you'd like it to be. Your marriage is not what you hoped for. Motherhood is harder than you imagined. And you've lost yourself somewhere in the mix of responsibilities. Well, if you're ready to bring some more peace and joy into your life, reconnect with God who made you and start living a life you love, then grab your cup of coffee or tea and let's dive into today's show. So welcome friends. In today's episode, we are talking about three things that you are either saying or doing that are actually causing conflict in your relationship rather than understanding. And I know that no one likes conflict. (laughs) Even if you're really great at dealing with conflict, I know that nobody really loves it. And I also know that ultimately the goal would be to feel peace in your home, right? (laughs) You really want to feel more peaceful, calm, and have that clear communication if possible. And that's really what I wanted to talk about today. So without further ado, let's just dive right into all of this. Um, It brings me, the thoughts about all of this bring me to a time when I was having conflict with my husband. And what's funny is I can't even honestly remember what the fight I was having with my husband was about. Can you relate? Can you just remember that you were fighting and now you don't even know what you were fighting about? (laughs) I have, I, I just have to laugh about it. I have like zero idea. But I can clearly remember the conversation that my friend had with me. And as I look back on this, it is just totally one of those God moments because the friend that was talking to me is honestly not really known for being a great communicator. She often stumbles over her words and she doesn't have that ability to communicate concisely. I am not in any way trying to be mean. I'm just sharing facts. And I think that's why this is even more powerful, like why it really sticks out to me as a God moment, because what she shared 
stuck with me and has had an impact on my thought process and on my life. And I want to share it with you. So she talked to me about perspective and she basically told me this story about two people sitting up on a hillside about 50 feet apart and they were both looking down at a barn and the person on the left saw the barn and saw that it was painted red and says to the person on the right, isn't that the most beautiful red barn? Well, the person on the right exclaims, what are you talking about? Are you colorblind? That barn is yellow. And the two of them go back and forth for a bit, fighting over the barn color. And finally, they just stop talking to each other out of sheer frustration. Can you relate? (laughs) Have you ever been there? Have you ever just been so frustrated with this annoying conversation that's going back and forth, that's going nowhere, that you just stop talking? Well, what neither person in this story realized is that they were both correct. On one side of the barn, the barn was painted red, and on the other side of the barn, the barn was painted yellow, and neither person could actually see that unless they got up and moved and changed their perspective. And this really is such a good example of reality, right? And that's that first tip I want to share with you today. And it's that every person has their own perspective. And as much as we hate it, their perspective is always 100% correct. Because there is no right or wrong with perspective. Perspective is how someone is seeing something and it's how they're experiencing something. And really, we have no right to come in and tell that person that they're wrong. Obviously, things happen and there's miscommunication and misunderstanding. And we can always work toward clarifying. But if we're able to take a step back and appreciate someone's perspective, we can get so much farther. So if you keep that analogy of the barn in mind, you can really stop and think, oh, isn't that interesting? So the way you see it, the barn is yellow. That's so interesting because the way I see it, the barn is red, but I'd love to see it from your side, right? And it helps us move towards connection. It helps us move towards peace. It really stops conflict when we start validating someone's perspective. The second thing that I want to point out, and you might not have even caught this, but it's the way the person on the right in the barn story spoke to that person on the left. They said to them, what are you talking about? Are you colorblind? The barn is yellow. And they used one of what the Gottman Institute, which side note here, the Gottman Institute is an institute institute focused on research. It's a research-based group, and they do offer a lot of couples therapy. And of course, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of therapy, but I'm a huge fan of research. Research is priceless, and when applied in the right way, it can really help you make a lot of forward progress. So the Gottman Institute calls this, calls what happened in that conversation, the four horsemen 
of the apocalypse. And one of those horsemen is criticism. And basically criticism is name calling. And I'm sure hopefully you can hear it now when they said, are you colorblind? Like that, that statement is actually an insult. It's, it's criticizing that person as if they can't see clearly, right? And anytime we've got name calling, that's going to fall under criticism. And it's nearly impossible to build a healthy relationship with anyone when the four horsemen are present. Um, there's actually a really cool YouTube video about the four horsemen. It's only like two minutes long. So if you jump onto YouTube, you can search for it by typing in the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And I'm pretty sure it's produced by the Gottman Institute. So go ahead and <laughs> find that treasure. Anyhow, the four horsemen as defined in this video by the Gottman Institute are criticism, contempt, and defensiveness, and stonewalling. So in my 12-week program, we actually take a deep dive into all of this, and I help women navigate avoiding these things, these four things from their end, and I also help them to know what to do when the husband is the one that is using them on the husband's end. And the really cool thing about my program is we literally do not involve husbands at all. All of the change that happens is without our husbands, and um, it's such a beautiful thing. It's actually one of my favorite things about my program, and I often tell people, yeah, husbands are not invited. So what that means is if you are ready to create true change in your marriage and end the conflict, I want to invite you to come and join my 12-week program the business of inner peace, you can head on over to erinjeanbooking.com to grab a call with me and we can talk about your current situation and just be sure that my program is a fit for you. Because really, I really want to drive this home that it's the second tip here. It is so important to remove all criticism from your conversations and you might be unintentionally creating conflict by using it, especially if you use criticism in a sarcastic way. So it's a huge thing for us to be mindful of. The last and final thing that I want to talk about where you might be unintentionally causing conflict is the way that you try to guide or direct your husband. We often do this as women where our children are concerned. We tend to want to correct or direct our husbands in how to interact with our kids. But I want to offer you this thought. Is it possible that your husband has something really valuable to give your children? And it's the complete opposite of what you would do. I want to share my own personal story about this. That really helped me take this lesson home. So I had a wonderful surprise after my 40th birthday. I found out that I was having another baby. Yay. <laughs> Blessings. We have three kiddos. I was our third little girl and um, I always wanted to have another child. I always told my husband, I think somebody's missing. 
And I was right. She was missing. And so it was such a blessing to our family. I love, love, love her so much. Our, I feel like our family is perfectly complete now that she's here. But obviously, you know, the challenges that come along with having a new baby. And I was not sleeping much at the time. And uh, we were brand new to homeschooling. I had just made the decision to homeschool my eldest child and um, he was basically staying home with me for us to do that. And the beautiful thing about homeschooling is there's no alarms. (laughs) You don't have to get up. You can get up whenever you feel like it. At least that's how we do homeschool in my house. So um, he wasn't having to get up. I was sleeping in because I was tired from nursing a baby all night. And that left my middle daughter and she was still going to public school. And it was really my husband's job to get her to school. Well, he chose to have her set her own alarm, get herself up, make herself breakfast, make herself lunch, obviously get herself dressed and then wake him up five minutes before departure time for school. Well, my mama heart, did not really like this or appreciate it because I'm the kind of mom that likes to get up with my kids. I actually like to be their alarm clock and wake them up and make sure they're going for the day. I love making them breakfast. I love packing their lunches. It's just how I like to love on my kiddos. So he was doing the exact opposite (laughs) of what I felt like was right. And my heart was really hurting for her because she was only just starting the fourth grade. And I felt like what he was asking of her was too much. And really, in my opinion, I just thought he was totally wrong. And I almost even viewed him as being like cruel because there wasn't any nurturing or loving. And my my sister, (laughs) sorry, my daughter was all alone in the morning in this quiet house, having to do this all by herself. And I honestly did not like it, but I just needed to focus on me and the new baby. And I chose to just keep my mouth shut about it. And the cool thing is really shortly into this, she actually decided that she wanted to quit public school and she wanted to join us in the homeschool adventure. So she's been homeschooling with us ever since. But as I look back on all of this, what I can tell you is my husband's choice here on how he was parenting her actually created a beautiful result. It created a very strong and independent young woman who can do all of those things for herself. And obviously, I'm sure she would have gotten there someday with me, (laughs) but You know, we just can't deem everything to be all bad when our husbands do something that's just different from us. And I want to invite you to really look at and evaluate whatever it is that your husband does that just like drives you up the wall, especially in the uh, realm of parenting. Like, could there possibly be some value for your child down the road, even if it's something that You know, it's just not your way of doing things that you wouldn't choose to do it that way. So I want you to really see that that is a a blessing and a big takeaway. And that's my third and final tip for you 
in not creating more conflict needlessly in your home, just carefully consider, and of course, I'm going to side note, keep safety first. Sometimes dads do things that are dangerous and safety should be kept in mind. But I'd like you to carefully consider how your husband's different way of being could be a huge benefit to your family or a huge benefit to your kids or even a huge benefit to you. So in closing out today's episode, I just want to acknowledge that conflict, it is inevitable and you are going to encounter it at one point or another, but there is a lot that we can do to help keep conflict out of the relationship and actually move towards better communication. And I want to leave you with this last little bit of advice because it's something I love. I teach in my class and I find it very, very helpful. When we are triggered, when we are in conflict, the chances are very, very high that your primal brain, that part of your brain that's fight, flight, or freeze is being activated. And when your primal brain is activated, you cannot use the front part of your brain, which is your critical thinking mind. And that's where all logic and decision-making and analyzing lives. And so I want to encourage you to really take this in because if you're in your primal brain, if you're in fight, flight, or freeze, that is not the part of your brain you want to be using when you're communicating with your spouse and you're trying to have good conversation. I know that you want to be in your critical thinking mind and making good decisions and you want him to be in the same space. So as soon as you notice that you're triggered, that your heart rate is up, that you're flushed, any of those things, those are all signs that you're going into fight, flight, or freeze, that your primal brain is activated. You need to take a timeout and you need to honor that timeout, whether it's your partner asking for it or you asking for it. And it needs to be, I like to say 45 minutes, I would say at minimum 20 minutes but it needs to be a good solid amount of time to allow all of these hormones that are stress hormones are washing through over your brain to move through you, allow you to calm down and get back to using that critical mind. There's a couple of things you don't want to do when you take this break. Don't start scrolling on your phone. Don't start watching TV or watching a movie. Those things do not help calm the nervous system. Things you can do are meditate, pray, uh, listen to some of your favorite calming music. You can go out for a walk, go be in nature. You can exercise. You could take a bath, have a cup of tea. Any of those activities would be really calming to your nervous system and allow you to move back to that critical mind and have a conversation from that place. So I hope you found these tips helpful. I hope it's giving you some great food for thought when you're considering conflict in your own marriage. And I can't wait to hear some feedback. So share with me what your thoughts are and the issues that you're having conflict with. And I'd love to have some input in your world. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
if you're feeling blessed by the content here, the number one way you can show me is by leaving me a written review of the show. I'd be forever grateful knowing that you're out there listening helps me know that I'm truly living out God's purpose in my life. The other thing you can do is take a screenshot of this episode, share it with a friend, or better yet, tag me on your Instagram stories. Remember, you are seen, known, and loved. May God richly bless you today. All my love, Erin Jean.